Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. You know, guys, I love to read. I read everything. I love all kinds of books. I just uh, bought some books over the weekend. I'm really excited to dive in because, you know, I, I take time for myself. This is part of my myself my self-healing. This is how I get through uh, whatever's happening. And I'm really looking forward. June 1st, this book comes out. It is called Dead Dead Girls. It's the debut novel, debut, first novel. And let me welcome the novelist herself, Nakisa Afia. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Hi, Karen. It's nice to be here. Nice to see you. Okay. <laughs> nice to see you, too. Thank you. Um. Okay, so this book is set during the the Harlem Renaissance, so the early, early parts, 1920s, New York City, Harlem. It follows a 24-year-old recent graduate. Oh, you're a oh, 24 no, year. That's you. No, that's a, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're 24. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're 24. So, I'm okay. actually 26 now. That's an um, outdated bio. <laughs> but, okay, uh, let me let me update this. She just turned 26. <laughs> when was your birthday? Yeah. Happy birthday. December 23rd. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're, you got an English degree, uh, uh, journalism. Uh, we got similar yeah. uh, s- schooling here. All right. I love to find <laughs> when did you start writing this book? I actually wrote it in the last year of my undergrad. Um, it was my national novel writing, my, my national novel writing month project. Um, so I wrote it in the November of 2017. And yeah, so I was uh, sort of writing it, then I was like editing it, then I was like kind of writing it uh, over this over the past so few years. So was it now. a school project, Nikisa? It wasn't. <laughs> it was um, something I did for fun and we were studying wait, the- Wait, wait, pause, 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 pause. Oh. What school did you go to? Ryerson University. Okay, so you're in school. I just, I'm just going back to school. You're, you're in school and you decide, like, you have time while you're going to school to do this side project for fun, which is a whole oh, ass I, book. <laughs> I did not have time. I, I swear. I was like getting up at like four in the morning. I was uh, writing for an hour before having to go to school. Then I was going to school. Then I was doing my projects. Then I was coming home, doing my homework. Then I'd write for an hour before I went to bed. I did not have time, but I did it anyway. And I did not sleep at all that month. Okay. Because was this story, because I find there are stories that are, you know, it's just like, it's like fire shut up in your bones. It's like the things that you have to get out that are in you, you know, and it's magic when it happens because you know that it's supernatural. Was that this? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like it uh, clicked, like the bones of the story really clicked for me um, in a way that I've never really had uh, before. So it's just really a real adventure to like keep writing it and see where it's, what was going to happen and see where it's going to go. I really loved it. All right, so it's a story of of black w- girls being mysteriously disappear- disappeared and, and or killed uh, in the 1920s in Harlem and no one solving these these murder mysteries. And your protagonist, uh, is she fearing that she might be the next one? Well, she's fearing that her younger sisters are might be the next one. So there was um, a kidnapping incident in her youth where, um, and she's just trying to live her life now. But now all these girls are getting uh, going missing, then ending up dead, and she uh, does get arrested for punching a cop in the face. Um, and after that, she's given an ultimatum: she can either go to jail for assaulting someone, or she can help the police solve the case. So she doesn't really have a have a choice. But wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait! Case. How is she? What are, what are her skills that the police even give her an option? 
uh, her skills are basically that she's a young black woman where like the main detective is a tall white Brit and like she can get into places he can't and like she can uh, befriend the girls and like talk to people that like she just has access that he does not and like she is an asset to them where did this story come from? Were you in an English <laughs> class and you're like, oh, the Harlem Renaissance and Lorraine Hansberry and all these people, it's interesting. Okay, let me explore, because oh, Lorraine Hansberry is after the 1920s, far, far after. Uh, but so was there a particular book that you read uh, that no. sparked you? No, there wasn't. So we were studying um, Jack the Ripper in my history class in that, like, like the winter semester of my final year. Um, and Jack the Ripper is the case I based this case off of but like other than that it was just me making everything up as I went along all right and this is what I'm saying when we're allowed okay so I'm going to ask you uh Nikisa because I'm imagining that you didn't didn't have a whole lot of trauma growing up that you had space to imagine a world that doesn't exist that you had space to to tap into your creativity in a way that was unfettered that it didn't have to be through this lens of trauma. I'm imagining mm -hmm. this just because this story yeah. <laughs> is so ri ridiculously uh, creative. Is that true? Yeah, um, my parents, I, who I think are listening right now, so hi, mom and dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were always like, I have two older siblings and they always allowed us to just completely go feral and like pursue absolutely anything we wanted to pursue. And I'm really lucky in that, that they're so supportive and they've been so supportive in this process also. Like they are my number one fans and they're so excited. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like they like allowed me to like write when I was younger and like they write to me constantly when I was younger and like that's how I ended up here. Dead Dead Girls, it debuts June 1st. It's got a lot of buzz. Um, and there are a lot, and this is a, I was just saying, you know, we're in a particular period where there's a lot of money and a lot of attention thrown at projects that uh, that black people, particularly black women, are involved in, right? And so this book deal came about how? Um, well, I had to get an agent first. So I got an agent first um, and he's incredible. Um, all right, so pa and... pause. Let's go all the way back. You finish the okay. book. You're, you're still yeah. in school. You finish it. Yeah. How do you know what to do with it? Um, well, after I finished it while I was in school, I edited it. I edited it a lot because it like actually wasn't that good. Turns out when you write a novel in a month, it's not that great. But um, after I finished editing it, um, I found an agent and I just did that through the basic querying process. Um, and I was lucky to find him really early on in my process too. Uh, and then we like worked on it for a little, we changed some stuff and then we shopped it to some editors and my editor was in the mix and she loved it and she bought it. Okay. And I know a little bit about that part of it. Okay. So the first version sucked second third how many how many edits did you go through because I'm, I'm saying for everyone who's listening right now you may have magic but I always say per perfection is a process you yeah, know you um, never just yeah. sit on the one thing that you, you go back and you make it better yeah that's very important I also think that it's like patience and perseverance too because I knew I had something but I had to like keep writing it and keep working on the drafts and keep like fixing it to like find what I had in it um, so it took like four or five drafts until I was ready to like show someone else. What was the biggest thing that you had to adjust in the, in the perf perfecting of this story? Um, so when I first wrote it, um, Louise was called Lola or Layla Lee, um, <laughs> which is not a great name, I think. Um, and she like worked for this shady, like CIA type of organization. And like the crime was still the same. Like I knew I had that, but like just 
the circumstances of it were so different. So like I had to like go through and I had to like sit down and like research. I had to be like, okay, what could she reasonably do as a woman in the 1920s? What, she, what would she wear? What would she drink? What would she eat? What's the world around her like? And like going through the daily life of a, someone in 1926 was really like valuable to building the story around me. Um, so it's just like a very basic like uh, the story is good, but it's not great. What can we do to make it better? And I did a lot of research. And this is a, a uh, it looks like it's going to be maybe a trilogy. It looks like it's going to be a series. It looks like yeah. we're doing something here in Akisa. I'm looking, I'm seeing. Yeah, there's at- definitely a book coming out <laughs> maybe next year. That's going oh, to Okay. Yeah. All right. Nikisa. <laughs> Can't say much more about it. <laughs> All right. So you, you get, you get it in shape, you know, you know that there's, there's a future in this. You have an agent, mm-hmm. you shop it. What was, was there a bidding war? Cause I'm always interested in that. You're 20, <laughs> 20 something at the time, early twenties. Now you're 26. Yeah. yeah. They're fighting there, wasn't over- a, <laughs> there wasn't a huge bidding war. Uh, my agent did like shop it out to like four or five agents originally, uh, editors originally. Um, and I'm lucky that my editor was like in that first bunch and she really loved it. And like, she had like a very like specific vision for it. And I love working with her. Her name's Michelle. I love her so much. Um, and yeah, she just knew like what she wanted and like it kind of clicked with what we wanted to. And that, that was also where I had to pitch a book too. So that's where that came from. And yeah, so she bought it as two books and yeah, I've just been working on those. All right, money. Uh, what were you going to do before this this writing thing happened? Um, well, I did the whole, the whole degree in journalism, but then I did a year at Centennial College for publishing. So I was going to, uh, my goal is actually still to be like an editor or like working somewhere and publishing through like in that realm, but like for kids or for like middle grade. So it's not like, <laughs> so I'm not spending my time with adult books all the time, which I really love. Um, but I'm glad to be doing this right now. And I'm glad to be like working on this right now. <laughs> How has this changed your life? The money? Oh, it's a, it's been great. Um, I love having money to oh pay my rent, do pay my bills. <laughs> I love, you know, love that. I, I just, I just finished up my uh, classes at Hunter and a lot of the young people have anxiety around, you know, those who are graduating the workplace, you know, to be in a position that you don't have to think about that um, is an, is an enormous blessing. But I just, again, want to underscore that you, you planted these seeds while you were still in school. You, yeah, you were doing I've been, this work um, while you yeah. were still in school. And I, and I tell my students all the time, don't wait until graduation. You know, the journey is while you're there to constantly sow these seeds and plant these seeds. So um, when, when people pick up the dead, 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 dead girls, which comes out June 1st, what, what do you want them to walk away with? Um, I want them to have fun solving a mystery and I want them to see what the 1920s was like from someone who was not a straight white man. Um, I'd like to, I'd like for people to get like a different perspective of the 1920s, which let's be real, has been very uh, rose colored glasses. That's not a verb. <laughs> We've been looking at it through a rose colored glass. Like it's, it was the best. People just drank a lot and alcohol was really cheap, but no, racism was back. The KKK was back and it was really hard to be like a black woman, let alone a lesbian black woman. So I do hope that people take away like a different perspective on the 1920s. Louise Lloyd, um, tell me what, what did she do for a living before she punched a cop in the face? And what, <laughs> what was the night, you know, the, they call them the roaring twenties, right? For a reason, yeah. but they weren't roaring for black people right? Mm-mm. So what, no, no, no. what was it? We were just talking about Tulsa, which happened 1921, which was yeah, a yeah. roaring 
beautiful, vibrant, uh, very successful place. But in New York at the time, what what was the climate? Give us a little peek into 1920s Harlem. Yeah, so Lynn was working as a waitress and she literally was just like grinding super hard. So like before that, she was working also as a showgirl. Um, I think I packed a little bit too much in her backstory, but she was a showgirl too. And um, she was just like threatening. She's like trying to work like two or three jobs just so she can save absolutely everything because she can't even have a bank account. So she saves like all of her money in the little room she rents. Um, and she's literally just trying to be like, she's literally just trying to like live her life. She is a waitress by day. She goes dancing by night and that is it. She couldn't have a bank account? No, 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 no. Uh, women couldn't have a bank accounts in the States till the 70s, I think. You are correct. Pause for Think about that, folk. Yeah. A woman, even a white woman, could not have her own bank account until it could not own her property in her own name until yeah, the so early like, 1970s. Even like one of the most famous songs in the world, Diamonds Are, the, or Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, or Telling Girls to get all that jewelry just in case something goes wrong then they can sell the jewelry and they'll be okay like it was it's necessary (laughs) and i can't imagine you know for a black woman uh we're not getting diamonds so no 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 no. we're not i mean and there must be some insecurity as well because you're saving your money wearing a mattress in your bra Mm -hmm. like yeah she's like (laughs) she's like got them in coffee cans and her under her bed like in her little closet um she has money literally everywhere because she cannot have a bank account but she needs to have money um and she's grown up in like she's grown up with like a strict father and like three other sisters so there's like some food insecurity so like she doesn't really eat that much just because she's not used to it she does smoke a lot um she does drink coffee but she doesn't eat that much um and she's a product of a very strict father and a very strict aunt. Her de- her mother died in childbirth and her mother was probably the better part of mm. her like parents. But um, so she had to also parent her sisters. She's the oldest. Um, and yeah, she just, she's had a very specific type of upbringing um, that I can't really relate to as someone who was born like 95 or so years after her. Stop um, bragging about your youth. Sorry. <laughs> I was born in the 90s. So that was, oh, my goodness. Nakisa Afia. All right. Making Louise Lloyd uh, queer. Why Why did you decide to do that? Um, it's a part of her that um, came with her. So I always say that she came into my mind fully formed. And like part of that, she was gay. She is gay. She loves women and only loves women. Um, and it's not something she realized early on. But um, when she met her girlfriend, she's like, oh, I do like women. Um, and it's something that like I can't. Ha- uh, that like I can't have Lou without her being gay because she wouldn't be Lou. Um, it's just something that's been in her. Okay. Uh, what's what's the feedback so far? I know you got you got buzz. June first um, is the debut of Dead Dead Girls. What are you holding your breath? Um, what are your hopes? Is it the number of people to download or to read or to buy, or is it being on that bestsellers list? What's your what's your hope for this? Um, I'm I'm trying to keep my hopes small. Um, I was just reviewed by the New York Times last week, so I don't think I get any better than that. <laughs> it's mm. been great, but um, I'm hoping that um, like even with my cover, I'm hoping that like a young black girl will see it and be like, oh, I can do it too. And if she likes detective stories, even better, she can pick mine up and I can be an inspiration. I know I'm shooting really low here. <laughs> I love it though because then you can't really be disappointed. But I, I suspect that. You're shooting low verbally, but in your spirit, 
uh, your 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 goals are very high. I can't. I can yeah. see that. I can see it. Nikisa N E K E S A Afia A F I A. You can follow her on the Twitters at Nikisa Afia. The book is Dead Dead Girls. Comes out June first. We're gonna download it. Make sure you get the. I'm gonna do it soon as. Uh, I'm actually. I'm gonna pre-order it. Uh, so that you can get your, you. your credit. Um, and congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you. Thank you for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.